Welcome to the Humble and Brag podcast. We don't have a name for it yet. I'm trying to think of one on the spot right now. What's no, the not working out. I don't know. We've talked about Humble Beginners. That's the vlog. Humble Beginners is the vlog. Anyway, we don't really know what the name of this podcast is. It'll probably be in your YouTube feed at some point. Welcome. The aim of this podcast is to talk about YouTube, sure, really. It was my idea. <laughs> uh, the aim of the podcast is to talk about YouTube and how it can impact your business uh, as an individual, as an enterprise, as an organization, maybe a charity. Who knows? <laughs> Depends how it's going. <laughs> that's, a really, that's a really bad cue to laugh on. But yeah, the idea is here is going to free oh, Sorry, I thought you meant that we were a charity. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not Helping yet. charities. Not yet. Okay, we, yeah, no, that's good. Maybe we'll help charities. We're definitely, yeah, no, having a, a non-profit arm would be good. I think, or yeah, helping non-profits maybe the odd pro bono piece of work. But yeah, I don't really have a script for this. So this is the first Humble and Brag podcast. I thought we'd just do it free form. Mm-hmm. In reality, Ed and I are standing, I would describe it as intimately <laughs> close. Like, I don't think I've ever stood this close to you. But in the video, you can see all this space here. This is it's not, this this here is highly uncomfortable right now. And if you're listening on a podcast service, you can't see any of this, <laughs> so you just have to assume that it's deeply uncomfortable for both of us. Um, we'll get used to it. This is a part <laughs> of the process. We're gonna get used to it. It's just part it's of the process. Anyway, we thought we'd start off today with the first podcast, just talking about who we are and what we do and mm-hmm. why we're doing it and how we're doing it and all the other things that mm-hmm. come with that. But without being a sales pitch. It's, not a, it's not a sales pitch. We don't honestly, want your money. Honestly, behind, like, obviously there's a, a rationale behind doing this. No, definitely don't want your money. Okay, but we've settled on the name Humble and Brag. I think it's a great name. Everyone that I've told this name to has settled on it. Yeah. Um, should we give a bit of a context about why we're doing this thing? How we came to meet? How we came to meet? Uh, yeah, sure. Would what's you like what's to... your background first? Maybe you can introduce yourself to people listening. Yes. So my name is Ed. I've worked in... Digital marketing since 2008, started in social media for a very small language school that branched out into e-learning. We use YouTube, funnily enough, as the sole marketing channel to drive the growth of that language school online in particular. Had quite a popular language learning YouTube channel where I was kind of responsible for producing all the content. Nothing like the kind of scale that we've worked on recently, but That was my first experience in online marketing. And then I saw how it could basically funded me through a master's degree. Fell in love with YouTube as a channel because it's kind of got a little bit of everything. It's very metric driven. There's a very kind of performance oriented side, but it's great for brand building as well. And it sits really nicely kind of between the two poles of that spectrum. Yeah, and just enjoyed other content creators as well watching their content. So I've always tried to embed it into kind of the marketing mix at any company that I worked at. After that language academy, then I moved on and worked at Babbel, the language learning app. I was head of content there, so I was responsible for YouTube as well as a lot of other channels. And there were periods during the company's growth that it was responsible for like 10, 20% of revenue, produced a lot of kind of viral content there. Yeah, and had a lot of fun doing it as well. And then joined uh, Career Foundry, which is an online school for, for career changes into, into tech. Uh, that's where we met. And there, YouTube also was a massive pillar of the, or a massive part of the marketing mix. Yeah, and was kind of looked up to by, certainly by all our competitors, as something that they would like to, to emulate, which is always a nice feeling when they say things like that. So, yeah, I figured after, to kind of tell the whole story, after the successes at those previous companies, after hearing how other companies would love to have something similar, it's like, well, we know how to do it. Why don't we offer that to the other companies? Hopefully they'll 
pay us a bit of money for it. Hopefully we'll have fun whilst we're doing it. And hopefully we'll have this opportunity to create our own content as well, which will be good for you. You'll also enjoy it. We can teach, teach people how to do what we've done. So there will be more YouTube in the future. That was a great intro. I kind of like that you spoke, my life story. You spoke directly to camera as well, which is <laughs> breaking the first rule of uh, pod- no. podcasting. <laughs> we can edit gonna, also, uh, second take, but I'm going to second take. It. But it's like deeply, like, <laughs> like again, we're standing Risa, so close. It? It's actually kind of intimidating if you were to stay. So maybe this works for this. Smith and Jones. Do you remember yeah. that? No, they need a dark room, and they need to sit this this close to That's one like another. Some kind of Stasi interrogation technique. <laughs> Enough about the Stasi. Uh, my name's Callum. I'm talking to camera now as well. Of, I guess. It's not a podcast anymore. It's not a podcast anymore. It's a straight up up YouTube podcast and a YouTube video is literally this. (laughs) (laughs) I feel firstly we've broken the first rule of podcasting. We don't have those nice sure SM seven B or whatever microphone. Maybe we can like superimpose these in in the edit. Just have them. I think we've broken every rule of podcasting because of this film. This is the first one. No one's gonna be that harsh. Anyway. My name's Callum. I, I worked in YouTube in some capacity for the last five years. Started off as a videographer. A design company in Berlin called AJ and Smart, and I scaled their YouTube channel to about 150,000 subscribers. Fast forward two years there, I then moved on to Career Foundry, uh, where I worked and met Ed. I worked Ed. I met Ed and then worked with him and did kind of the same. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Career Foundry. So, yeah, far less of an illustrious past than yourself. I've only been in marketing for five years, but it has aged me somewhat horribly. You're only 17. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 17 I'm a Scottish 17, though, so it's, yeah, I don't like an extra 40 years for that. Cool. And as Ed said, yeah, we're kind of doing this thing partly because we're both so passionate about YouTube and partly just because we want to do our own thing and work with cool companies doing interesting things with video and marketing and really doubling down on that. Mm-hmm. And it's all, one thing is also no one's going to tell us what to do with this content. This content? This, I mean, this Why content, this like, we all... can do whatever we want. It's great. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of... We've we've unshackled ourselves from. Should we change the background the color? Just we can change. We, we can do anything we want. We can change the lighting. We can do you know whatever. It's great. Kind of we've got some Lego here just for a bit of a scene setting. Mm-hmm. It's kind of playful. That's what we're all about. Sounds kind of weird. <laughs> God, this is this is this is this is just bombing. There's a podcast now. Anyway, I think the most value that we can give yeah. anyone still listening or viewing at this point is, firstly, if you're a business owner or a creator or someone that's looking to. I don't know, build an audience on YouTube. Why, why is YouTube such an exciting platform for you? Why do you enjoy working with it? What is it about? What is that YouTube thing? I mean, for me, the, the basics are just the number of people that use it on a daily, weekly basis. They have mm-hmm. like two and a half billion people, almost the same number of people that use the internet mm-hmm. will watch YouTube videos on a monthly basis. And there's some crazy numbers, like 90% of people in the US will watch a YouTube video or be on YouTube at least once a week. Mm-hmm. So you basically reach pretty much your entire target audience on YouTube. It's entirely possible the same way as you do it on Google search or whatever with all your other marketing channels. But then you don't only reach them through you know, an article or a search ad. It's something a lot more deep and verbose with a video where you can actually build a bit of a connection and a relationship with people. They might obviously follow you. They might look forward to your next video. They might build a bit of a, an affinity for you. All those kind of things are possible through YouTube with all the kind of dynamics of Google search, all the discoverability of Google search. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it also has the added benefit. The, the growth is a kind of compound growth that you release a video. And unlike, say, Instagram, you release a video and it kind of disappears from the feed after a couple of days. With YouTube, it just stays there and tends to kind of build and build and build over time. And so there's this nice idea that you know, in two years' time, if you've produced enough content, you could also just go on holiday and switch off for a while, and all of that system that you've built is just working in the background. 
So I just think it's a really healthy channel from the dynamics of it, because of what I mentioned before, of it kind of sitting between performance and brands. And also it's not this kind of manic digital marketing world of having to produce new content and release it every single day because well, it, depends really it grows. Depends yeah, on. yeah. It depends on what your, what your boss demands, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's possible to manage it in a slightly more humane way than a lot of other digital marketing channels. Great platform yeah. for that. I mean, some of the successes that we've seen with the work that we've done, at, I guess, primarily at Career Foundry, where you mm-hmm. publish something and then two or three years later, it's still driving business impact. And one of the top performing, if not several top performing videos are all published mm-hmm. two or three years back. You know, it's incredible. And it compounds... I use this analogy of it's a little bit like kind of compound interest if you're interested in stocks and stuff. Mm. Um, we're two white guys in a podcast, so that was going to come up at some point. <laughs> um, but it's kind of true, right? You have like this kind of thing that you launch, and if you start it with uh, enough quality and value in it, it just grows over time and it definitely mm-hmm. just snowballs. And you get videos that's two or three years after being published, still get two, three thousand views a week, which is incredible. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like Career Founders is a perfect example. You have uh, a video about data analytics. Every time someone types in data analytics, into YouTube, regardless of where they are in the world, there's a very, very good chance that that video is going to pop up in like the first one, two, three positions. Yeah. And that's been the case for like the last three I've basically three single-handedly years. dominated the UX series mm. with both of my yeah, employers true. now. So if you're a UX company and you want to give us a call, you know, we can... We, we can know that, that, that domain intimately. We do. Uh, I mean, that's true though. Like if you go on Google and you type in yep. something like UX design or what is data analytics... I can imagine viewers and listeners just doing that now just to mm-hmm. see if it's true or not. Do it in an incognito window, firstly, for up the level of the point of view, make it fair. Mm-hmm. But you will find YouTube videos. I think usually they come in the video tab, two or three results down after the Google ads and such. Yep. Uh, and you can see that. And you get the video schema where you can break down chapters. If you SEO optimize your mm-hmm. chapters as well, you have a very good chance. It can, it can be incredibly impactful for SEO as well for your yep. business, which is great. And yeah, and maybe we can talk a little bit about this humble and brag thing that we're starting. Our idea is to take this knowledge and expertise into, into clients mm-hmm. and people that we want to work with and want to work with us and elevate their YouTube channels and video marketing. Yeah, yeah. Like if you, if you kind of talk about it. I you're careful. How I Ed's awkwardly, you know, that. it's too close. It's too, that's better. <laughs> that's better. Okay. So like the, the origin, I guess, to, to summarize is basically the idea that not enough companies are using YouTube and it's a massively underused channel. And it's a massively underused channel because of the expertise that it requires in order to set it all up on the one hand, and that often doesn't exist within the company. Mm-hmm. And also the, the just the kind of equipment that you need, the budget that you need just to set up. So obviously you need like cameras and stuff like that. And you need someone that can operate it, but then you also need someone yeah. on the strategy side that knows how to uh, operate the channel. And we figured we've proven that it works other companies, so we can bring that and offer that. And we can solve this problem that, mm. that companies can't do that. But particularly like, or at least I'm passionate about those startups and scale-ups, so those small companies where maybe it's just like 10, 20 people and they just have no hope of setting this up mm. uh, or virtually no hope. And then maybe they go to an agency um, and, you'll fleece and they them. just, exactly, which, fleece which happens, obviously. Yeah, and we don't want to fleece. Like, we're, we're more of a light shearing, <laughs> exactly. a, a dusting of success. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which next year there will be a beautiful <laughs> new coat of, of voluminous wool. Revenue. I didn't think the phrase <laughs> voluminous wool would uh, feature in this podcast episode. No, stock I, shares and voluminous wool. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that we've got it in there. Um, I, no, I agree. I think that's something that's really important, right? We offer this kind of, the aim is that we will offer this full stack mm-hmm. content production service. So whether it's Help. strategy, production, you know, outsourcing, the editing, mm-hmm. all the kind of SEO optimization and the business impact yeah. and tracking that as well. A lot of companies, I think what you did at Career Foundry, 
mm-hmm. was incredible with the team where we can then, from a specific YouTube release and the, the idea of that video, you can track that through your whole customer journey funnel and you can see which YouTube video you know converted X amount of sales in the end, which is incredible. And bringing that all into HubSpot and things like that with UTMs, really, really snazzy. Very well done. <laughs> snazzy track. <laughs> it's the same as a snazzy, snazzy I mean, that's the other thing. Like most of YouTube and the, like, the courses that are released about how to grow mm. a business on YouTube really focus on individual creators on a mm. creator level and not so much like the established company, the startup, the corporate or whatever and how they can really harness the channel. And I think for most of those companies, like particularly the established companies or like a data-driven startup, for example, mm. then you need to be able to prove the return for any marketing channel. Mm-hmm. And it's just a bit more difficult to figure out how to do that for YouTube than for uh, meta ads or something like that. Yeah, And that like echoes throughout the entire team or the entire everything surrounding the channel because like for meta then you have paid social managers or like for google you have a sea or sem managers like specific professions basically that have been established now for like 20 years and for youtube you have nothing like that Mm. like you get fits like weirdly between teams and never gets really like the focus that it deserves and so what i'd be advocating for as well as like having this social video creator as a role Mm. like you'd have a designer like a graphic designer or a ui designer ux designer brand manager, mm. SEA manager, that within a marketing team, you'd have a social video creator as well and you'd have some kind of strategist as well that kind of yeah. work together in order to, to scale the channel. I mean, you kind of see that with a lot of the big name creators on YouTube now and there's, mm. there's platforms like Paddy Galloway started up or co-founded this company called UT, UT Jobs at YouTube Jobs and mm. you see these individual creators are now at the scale where they have so much money coming in from like brand deals, um, yeah. affiliate links and, and AdSense but they can now afford to scale out their team and build this up as well, which is really interesting to see. And this website kind of, it offers individual creators the aspect to do that, but I don't think there's, as far as I'm aware, there's nothing for mm-hmm. businesses. So if you're a business that wants to reach more people with YouTube and, and video marketing, there's not really that infrastructure there to support you. And you might get lucky and hire a videographer that is also into YouTube or into Instagram or TikTok or whatever, but it's kind of rare that you get that. I mean, my experience is those people barely exist. This is why we had to poach you. This is why we're... I wasn't going to bring it up in this <laughs> podcast. You brought it up, but uh, no, but it's like, like we, it. we found like in the past. I know you found that too that you'd have videographers that were very interested in the kind of aesthetic, cinematic aspects yeah. of what they were producing. No, and it was kind of every project was an art project mm-hmm. rather than something that was more kind of dryly focused on. Okay, we want to hit these targets, these these metrics, these goals. What's the strategy in order to hit that? As much in the same way that you treat any other digital marketing channel, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very absolutely. hard to find those people and then to have like the platform knowledge in order to be able to do that as well. But do you find, I mean, you've been a CMO a struggle. for many years. Do you find there's usually a disassociation perhaps between business impact and creative in the sense, and not, not necessarily in all roles, but like in certain creative roles that would be tasked with this kind of thing? There's usually, it takes a bit of training or a bit of I don't know, instilling that kind of mindset for to, to focus on the business impact. I mean, I've come to you for some pretty mad requests. <laughs> Uh, and it was only later in my career with you that I started to <laughs> appreciate that you can always say yes to expensive camera equipment. But you Despite know what I mean? my eagerness to please. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, no, like I think the fundamental issue with the average marketer is not being able to connect uh, the creative side of the job with the numeric or number-driven, data-driven side of the job. And if you can combine those two and realize how a creative concept can drive results and you can prove how that happens mm. then yeah then you've probably got someone that will be very good at their job um but that takes time i think it does take time yeah, to yeah. sort of train that in it needs to happen like you need to have had success you need to have produced a project that has had mm. a result and you need to be able to connect 
that result to the to aspects of your project so that you can repeat it again in yeah. the future. Once you've done that, and once you realize, and you see the effect on like revenue, on the company, on you know how the company grows, how your colleagues' careers develop as a consequence, then then it becomes a little bit addictive. Mm, mm. I will say that I think actually when you were in the process of we had our first kind of tentative talks about coming in and you mentioned mm. that YouTube video. I hadn't experienced any kind of infrastructure that was able to track that kind of business impact before. I mean, you can see like the increase in subscribers and maybe newsletter signups because you can see that in the tool. Mm. But that when you mentioned that this video kind of essentially as an affiliate link yeah, recommending yeah. a course at Career Foundry had then led to like, I don't know, 60 something thousand mm-hmm. euros worth of sales, I, I was kind of stunned because I had never had any kind of infrastructure to track that before. And it kind of dawned on me as well that, you know, you can yeah. definitely drive that from YouTube and I guess that's what we're trying to do with this business as well. Like bring, yeah, that, yeah, sure. bring that expertise and knowledge into companies mm-hmm. um, and cut out a lot of the busy work as well, like training people up for two or three years, mm-hmm. trying to instill that knowledge and that mindset where we can also just come in and do that and tell people exactly what to make and how to make it, outsource it to editors, our mm-hmm. talented pool of editors. Exactly. Yeah. Saves a lot of time, effort and money. Mm-hmm. This has become a bit of a sales pitch for the first podcast, which was not the intention. <laughs> we just wanted to say hi and kind of introduce ourselves, which I feel like we've done. Is there anything you want to add? Maybe we can round up this episode of the podcast. No, I thought it's, it's, it's okay. I feel a bit more comfortable now. Yeah. The distance. On to number two. The distance yeah. is still, I feel like you are edging away slightly. It's, it's like a... Yeah, but like <laughs> at least unconsciously. Consciously, I feel fine. Unconsciously, obviously, there's something that's something at play. But let's I mean, just definitely, we should explore that. Deep child <laughs> We should explore Which I prefer that. not to talk about on this podcast. That's fair. We should, we should maybe wrap it up on, the, on that note <laughs> on with that your note. deep childhood trauma. But yeah, thank you for watching. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you've enjoyed it and found any value in this, let us know where that value was in the comments. And like the, like the video, that would help us out. If you're listening in a podcast setup with audio, then I don't really know how those work. It's not our job to be not our expertise. Not yet. But mm-hmm. we'll get there. But thank you for watching. It's been nice to nice to meet you. And we'll see you in the next episode yeah. if there is one. I think we're going to change our clothes and do the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Separately.